Hello and welcome to At Home with Ashley G. I'm Ashley Gronwald, a real estate agent, mother of three, living in Raleigh, North Carolina with my husband Jed. I hope you'll join me as we discuss all things that begin in the home, such as family, marriage, faith, parenting, organizing, and plus a sprinkle of real estate. I look forward to building a community with you as we navigate the joys of owning a home and making it our safe haven for our family. Because home is where it all begins. Hi everyone, this is Ashley Gronwald with Hunter Row Real Estate and I am joined by Liz Malcolm and she is a music teacher and the owner of Malcolm Music Studio um, and she actually, um, got I got to work with her and her husband and her family as they have bought and sold homes so I got the privilege of getting to know them really well and see these pianos like the lovely one she has here in the background get moved from house to house. So I just asked if you would join us today and share with us just what the importance of music is for kids and then kind of where it came, your journey into music, um, and then maybe even how parents can get involved in music for their kids at all different ages. So is there anything else you'd like to share, Liz, about who you are and your family? And Well, I am very thankful for the house that you helped us find yeah. because it has a perfect music studio for me. So um, forever grateful to you, Ashley, for that. <laughs> yeah. Very good. And then you have one little one at home. Uh, two, actually. So two, two little oh ones. Gosh. Yes, a three-year-old and a ten-month-old, oh and gosh. they keep me busy, uh, but yes. they're they're a lot of fun. So that's yes. awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So before we jump in, tell us where your love for music came from, and how did you journey along in this music venture? Yeah. So I grew up in a family of musicians. My wow. mom is a professional violin teacher. And my dad is a professional violist in the North Carolina Symphony. So I heard music from infancy. It was just something that was a part of my life from day one. And there I have, there's four girls in my family and all of us took music lessons. It was like just something that we did, you know, my parents were musicians and we were going to take music lessons and study and learn music. And I'm the only one that actually ended up going into music professionally, um, though my other sisters do love music. Um, for me, I was just destined to, to be a musician and I love it. That makes sense that you would have that passion from all that exposure as a little one. Um, yes. so that's awesome. So you've started this music studio where you are teaching, is it only kids or do you teach adults as well? Um, I, I offer it. To, to any age and level. Uh, at this point, I don't currently have any adults. It's a lot of elementary school students. You know, a okay. lot of parents decide, oh, you know, this is a great time for my child to start lessons. And so um, I do have a lot of elementary and some middle schoolers and some high school students as well. Awesome. And then what specifically do you teach? Is it a couple different instruments? Is it just piano? Great question. Yeah. So I teach primarily piano. I also do teach violin, though. I think at this point right now I have like one or two students. Most 
those people, you know, violin is not for the faint of heart. So uh, you got to deal with a lot of different elements when you're playing it. It's a beautiful instrument to play, though. I, I do find that piano tends to be the most popular instrument to, right. that I've been teaching lately. So and I, I love teaching both, but pianos, it's a great foundation instrument to start on anyway. So that's so good to hear, because I remember when my brother, he may have been like three. My parents had him in violin lessons. So we have really cute, a couple small you know, videos of him really young playing the violin, but he definitely has no musical interest at this point and, you know, didn't follow through with that. But that is interesting to know that that's a difficult instrument um, yes. and that piano is a good foundational instrument that you could build off of. So if you want a musical background for your child, start sounds like there, let them add instruments. Okay. Yes, exactly. That's awesome. And, and it seems like that's what you often find people starting with piano and, and clearly mm -hmm. that's probably the reason why. So what do you think is the importance of music for kids? Clearly you're passionate about it. You're teaching yeah. other kids. I'm sure you'll have your little ones at some point involved as well. So why? What's the importance of it? Uh, well, there's a lot of academic research out there, you know, stating all the importance of music and the benefits uh, from my own perspective as a second generation musician, I will say um, just that it teaches you a lot of really good life skills. Um, mm -hmm. Discipline being one of them, having to sit down and practice. And, you know, not everyone always wants to sit down and practice. That, that's okay. That's just, you know, it's something as a musician, you know, in order to improve your skill, that's part mm -hmm. of the, the process of being a musician and taking music lessons. Um, but it, it does teach you to, you know, prioritize that in your schedule and to have a good work ethic and, and discipline. And um, so that's just a, a practical um, element that, that you really learn as, as a musician and taking music lessons. Um, another is it's a great creative outlet. So, you know, you can express yourself, you know, some students, they, it's they may have a hard time in school or struggle in other areas but music is just a really great way to express themselves and to be creative and to you know find music that they really connect with yeah and then also on a more academic kind of um angle it has music has a lot of math in it now i am not a math person so <laughs> when i say this um the math in music is actually it makes sense to me so simple math as are you familiar with music did you take music lessons Ashley growing up or these are good questions I did singing lessons for eight years and then did flute um and you know school I, I guess that would be middle school when you start adding the instrument and band and then um I am very musically minded probably from the math perspective so i teach group fitness and i i um, teach to the beat and cannot not teach to the beat and then in dancing i lead my husband in dancing which he hates because i want to be on the eight count and the upbeat and all that so i have it there but i've never been probably really well trained in it to know exactly i just can hear things and know things are happening in the music that are starting points and ending points but i don't have the right language for it so are you familiar if i were to say time signature in music would that be something that would ring a bell mm -mm, no. so 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 time signature has to do with a number of counts in each 
each measure, which is a grouping of, we group music into different sections. So mm -hmm. a very common time signature would be four, four. So meaning that there's four beats in each measure. So, right. so when, when we're talking about time signature with little kids, we're in essence doing math because we're adding the number of counts in each measure to create four. And it's really fun to, to see the kids, you know, doing that math as, you know, really young at a really young age and, and counting because I do have my students count all the time. Now they are not always happy about counting all the time, but <laughs> we do it anyway. And yeah. so, you know, just that, that physical counting and thinking of just the basic rhythm, like quarter notes are one beat, half notes are two beats. And we'll do in their music writing books, we'll do, um, uh, musical math, where we're adding the different rhythmic values together. So mm -hmm. just, you know, little things like that. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a really great skill that they're they're learning in in their music lessons. That's the part I'm more interested in. I I, I mean, like you said, it's not your favorite part because you have more of the creative side of your brain functioning. Whereas for me, I like the creative piece, but the math part is more dominating. So what's awesome about that is that right um, or left brain dominant children can get exposure to the creative side and the mathematical logical side. Um, and even just like when you said that, like, I know that there's eight counts to what I'm doing in music. Like I need it to be on the eight count. So when instructors teach 10 more. I'm like, but there's only eight beats to this phrase or whatever it's called. So that's funny because it, it definitely, I hear it and I know, but I don't have words for what's happening. So exactly. Well, and you sense it. And I think there's a lot of students out there that they, especially early on, they may not understand why, but they just instinctively feel that rhythm. And right. so you have a natural rhythmic instinct, which is wonderful. It drives my husband crazy when we're dancing and I'm like, and ready, go. And he's like, stop it. You know? <laughs> um, so when do you recommend children getting started? Uh, that's a great question. And there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer. It really depends on the child. The, the big thing is you want to make sure that they are ready and they're motivated to do lessons. Because if you kind of drag them kicking and screaming into music lessons, the child's not going to be happy. You the parent aren't going to be happy. And the teacher's going to, you know, have a very adventurous <laughs> lesson as well. So, um, you know, keeping it very positive, I'd say, and making sure that it's, it's something that your child is ready for. Typically, second and third grade, fourth grade as well, those are all great ages to start. Now, some children are ready as early as kindergarten. And some may not be ready until sixth grade and you know there's there are those exceptions so i'd say typically yeah second third fourth grade is a, is a great age to start that's so good because i see that even with me trying to teach ellie to read i became this nazi of we're going to read every day 15 minutes and i'm working through this workbook and to the point where she was fighting me i was frustrated and so I finally had to say, I'm putting it away. Like, she doesn't want to do this. We're, it's not building our relationship. It's only causing frustration. So I think what you're saying is a really good point, probably in other things, not just music, but just waiting for your child to actually be ready or showing interest um, and then having some buy-in into it. 
So exactly. It's, it's so important because you want to keep it, you want music to be, especially as a music teacher, it's so important that music is positive for that child, that their first connection and association with it is not like, oh, well, my mom is making me do this, you know? So that, that to me is huge. And, you know, having a three-year-old and a 10-month-old and a music teacher, it's my, my question is, okay, well, when do I start my children? And I have not given them any structured, formal music education at all. We, I just let, whenever my three-year-old wants to play, he sits down and he plays and he'll say, I'd like a lesson, mama. And his lesson consists of him sitting and playing on the piano. And I'm like, do you want me to, do you want me to tell you, you know, any specifics? We can maybe talk about hand position. He's like, no, mama, I just want to play. So, and at this point, that's what I let him do. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I think that's so important. Yeah. To keep it positive and something they want to do and look forward to rather than just something they dread. But like you said, which I love, it like instills discipline in them, but not if you are the one forcing it on them. So it's probably a balance between the two. Yeah. And so you kind of answered this question already. What type of music do you suggest for kids getting started? So it sounds like piano. If that's not an option, is there a second instrument or style that you recommend? Well, there's there's also something maybe I should mention as well. So if if you do want to start your child off on on you know some music exposure, maybe it maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily formal lessons, music garden is a really great um it's are you familiar have you heard of music garden it's it's similar to kinder music okay and um so in essence it's you can start music garden as young as a newborn so you can um you, you bring your baby in and it's how music garden is is you're sitting in a circle and there's there's um an instructor who leads the class and then there's I mean, you you can have three or four moms and then they each have their child with them. And when they're a baby, you're you're uh, bringing in your baby and you're rocking and you're singing songs. And and so your child is exposed to music as as young as you know, you can even go in as a pregnant mom. And if you want to expose your child in utero to music. So it's it's really incredible. Uh, There's also bouncing songs. So we have songs to, you know, and all of these songs are um, exposing your child to music you as they get older, you're going to have to practice clapping to music, or tapping to music. And there's different Sometimes we'll tap, sometimes we'll clap. We might tap our head. There's just different ways that you are um, exposing them to music, but also learning, oh, these are my hands. I'm clapping my hands or I'm clapping my legs. So they're learning just basic skills as well. As the children get older, there's um, the, the classes change. There's uh, maybe dancing. You're going to dance to the music. You may have creative play. You may go outside into nature and get sticks and wigs and create a a story about those things so you're, you're including music but it's also a very creative kind of outlet and it's it's a really great way to expose your children who may not want to sit down and have a you know very structured type of music lesson and are you finding that if a child at a young age can hear a rhythm or like clap on the beat like i because i hear that so heavily I was just curious with my little ones who's four and two, like when we listen to music, if they can clap to the beat or tap to it or just even move their body to it, do you find that there's a connection to a musical 
interest later if they have that at a young age? Having that good sense of rhythm, not every kid is innately like feels that rhythm. Uh, yeah. But the ones that do, I find it's you can sense it as they're playing because they they feel the beat in their body. And, you know, when they're, they're thinking about the half notes and the quarter notes, I, I sense that they are, it's just instinctively a part of them as, as a, as a person and uh, yeah, clapping and tapping those rhythms is a great way to kind of develop that. So maybe a child um, instinctively has that, maybe they don't as much, but you can help develop that by, you know, tapping and dancing and moving to the beat, as well as, you know, down the road and music lessons, counting out loud, which I have my students do, as I mentioned earlier. So. And it's funny in my class, it's called cycle beat because we ride to the beat of the music. I'll ask people can, who can hear the beats in the music. And I mean, there's a good portion of people that can, but there's definitely always a percentage of them that they're like, can't hear it. So they'll just follow my, watching visually my, my leg cadence versus hearing it for themselves because I try and get them to close their eyes and hear it to um, replicate the speed of the the music to their legs. So anyway, I do some of that in class because I think it's so interesting how music and I always say music is really motive motivating for lots of reasons, but also an exercise just by pushing with the music when it pushes and then slowing down when the music or, you know, the different things that um, the music creates. So it's oh, fun to I me. I think that's, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, so what are some other influences and exposures to music you recommend? So you're saying there's some really good opportunities just with little kids, even, um, even if you're pregnant, exposing them to music. Is there other things that you would suggest if as a parent, you're thinking, I really want my kids to be exposed to this. I'm not necessarily going to force them to do lessons, but get them musically exposed and acclimated so that they can make that choice later if this is something that they would want to pursue. Yes, kind of what you're mentioning, listening to music and you know hearing it with with a workout. I say going to concerts and mm -hmm. I know right now we're in a we're kind of getting out of our global pandemic, uh, but down the road when we can go to a, a big concert hall and, and listen to the North Carolina Symphony play, that's a great exposure to music or going and, and hearing a uh, an opera. Now operas are long maybe three or four hours. So I'm just going to say, make sure your child is old enough to be able to sit through an opera. Ballets, those are really fun because you're visually seeing the dance and, and the moving to the music, which is just, it's beautiful and it's, it's inspirational. Um, I also love Broadway musicals. You're going to be hearing lots of different kinds of music and you, you see the acting and the singing and the dancing and you hear the music. So you're combining a lot of those elements. Those, I have to say, Broadway musicals are some of the most enjoyable things to go to. Have you ever, have you gone to? Yeah, I grew up going to lots and lots of plays. That's what our family did. And so recently Ellie and I have been listening to Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Fan of the Opera, um, Wicked. And she, it's so funny, we get in the car and she says, can we listen to the song that goes dun, 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 dun. Like that's what she, and I'm like, okay, Fan of the Opera is what you're asking for. And it's, she is so fascinated by it. And I kept, I was asking Jed, like, how early do you think we can take her to see Fan of the Opera? Because it could be a little scary for her, but she's very interested in it. And even just the lyrics, she's very curious about it. So I do think that 
that gave me a lot of interest as a young child being exposed to, to Broadway for sure. Oh, it's so much fun. And there's different styles out there. You know, you can hear a more um, like, I'm trying to think of one in particular, like Oliver, I think that's going to be a little bit more, I don't want to say old fashioned, but it's not going to be quite as hip and modern as maybe Wicked would be. So just depending on what kind of style you want, you can hear all different kinds of Broadway musicals and really be exposed to different kinds of music, which is, which is really cool. Yes, for sure. So what, if, you know, a lot of the people probably listening are busy moms and the thought of adding one more thing to their schedule of a music lesson, how do you have any thoughts on how do we add that in? Um, would you recommend even maybe in the fall they're doing maybe um, a sport, whether it's gymnastics or soccer, and then the spring they focus in on a, a musical type of extracurricular? Do you have any thoughts on how do we add that in to just, you know, one more thing on, you know, the plate? That's a great question because these days everyone is so busy and mm -hmm. and kids are doing so many different activities. It's I think back in the day, I, I, I growing up, I didn't do a ton of activities. I did a few, but I think these days kids are doing so much. And so right. it is hard to kind of juggle all of those those activities and to know uh, what to do and which ones to pick and choose from. Um, the one good thing about music lessons is they're probably one of the least intensive activities uh, to do. So sports, you're probably going multiple times a week. I'm not, I don't know much about sports, but I'm assuming from what I've heard, you usually go multiple times a week. Um, with music lessons, you're going once a week to your music lesson. And then once a year, there's a recital. So it's actually really pretty minimal as far as a driving commitment. Now the, the commitment does come into play as far as the practicing and, and the discipline to do that. Um, but that's when, you know, you want your child to be ready and say, hey, I'm willing to take this on and I'm excited. I want to sit down and practice. When when my students are just starting out and they're working on, you know, their beginner books, typically practice is not all that much. I will tell them the main goal is to practice five days. And I say five different days because Sometimes what happens is they'll say, Miss Liz, I was really busy this week. And so I practiced three times on Monday and then I practiced two times on Tuesday. So I, I still got my five days. I had to explain to them it has to be five different days, like brushing your teeth. You know, you don't make up for brushing your teeth by brushing them like a hundred times one day and then not for a month. So uh, we've had that discussion about, you know, keeping it as a daily practice but it doesn't necessarily have to be for 30 minutes. Some, some students early on may only need five minutes to cover the material. So it's the main thing is just the discipline of sitting down and, and having it be part of their daily activities. And then as they get more advanced, maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe up 30 as they get more advanced. But it, sometimes it just depends on the child and how long it takes them to get through the material. But it's really not as much of a time commitment as I think sometimes we think it is. And would you say if I wanted Ellie to be in piano lessons, for example, would it be a non-negotiable that you need to have access to a piano in your home to be able to successfully make that worth it? 
That is a very good question. I'd say typically, yes, it's very helpful to have some sort of digital or acoustic piano in your house. I, I have had some students that haven't had a piano the first month of lessons, but they were in the midst of, of getting that piano. Um, so, you know, I worked with them and, and there's there's ways you can actually practice without a piano. You can tap the rhythm on your lap. You can um, point and say the, the, the finger numbers or the counts. And there's ways you can practice the rhythmic element, though ne you're not necessarily practicing the the sound element because you don't have the piano. So it's it's okay for a short amount of time, but you know, down the road to develop that technique and that good hand position, those are that is an important element to, to have it, in place. It sounds like having just the key a keyboard, which isn't as big of an expense or commitment, could work as well. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. And then what are you seeing improvement wise in children that are exposed to music? Do you have any thing to share about, I'm curious, just what the correlation between um, focus, discipline, like you talked about, doing better in school, um, dealing with emotion. Have you, I mean, I would think all of those could be positive attributes that come from music. Oh, absolutely. Yes. All of those are, are wonderful attributes. And um, I think especially in a global pandemic, uh, le leading up to, I have a recital coming up, uh, Friday, actually, uh, it's a virtual recital I'm doing with students. But uh, leading up to the, re the recital, I asked students what they loved most about music and wanted to hear their thoughts. And many of them talked about how music soothed them when they were angry or it calmed them when they were upset. And I think going through a global pandemic where you know, you're not seeing friends as much or there's just so much going on, Ev everyone's going through this, you know, and you have music to fall back on as a as an outlet to kind of soothe your soul and um it's really neat to see how students have been able to go to music to help them for that um also uh the confidence that students gain when they work on a, a piece for the recital and perform for people and you know stand up there and have to carry themselves with poise and confidence even if maybe they don't feel that way inside we always talk about you know, you're acting up there, you're going up on the stage, you're walking up, you have to carry yourself with confidence. And it's amazing to see students who may not feel that way, they get up there and they do such a great job. So um, that that skill that they develop. That's awesome. So it sounds like it, it can be such a great outlet for emotion and just dealing with whatever life is throwing at you, but also a confident building tool that prepares you for job interviews, school, all these different things that the future holds. So that's so awesome. So if someone was interested after listening to this and said, gosh, I want to get my child enrolled with Liz, are you taking openings? What does that look like? People come to your house, right? Into your studio to do lessons. So share a little bit with us about that. Yeah, so right now I only have very, very few openings. Um, I Most of my students have pre-registered again for the fall. Um, though if there are openings, I do have a wait list and I'm always happy to, you know, fill students uh, in those openings that do happen down the road. Sometimes something will pop up at the last minute. Um, so I'm always always happy to receive calls and and um, if if I don't have openings, I also have wonderful teachers that I can also recommend to our fantastic so awesome and who or what is the best way to get in touch with you if someone listened and did want to reach out to you where should they connect with you uh so 
email is is a great way i have uh email at malcolmmusicstudio at gmail.com and uh uh, there's also, I have a studio Facebook page, so you can check out photos and videos of students and kind of see how we do music lessons. And you can also message directly from, from the Facebook page as well. So I have two really quick last questions. First, are they group lessons or are they individual or both? Do you do both? I, I do both. I say primarily my lessons are small group classes. So uh, typically three to four students and we meet together and we we work on all, all different elements together. We do have one-on-one -on -one time, we perform for each other, we play games. It's a very interactive and engaging kind of style. I love that. And then my last question is just knowing your husband a little bit from helping you guys through the process of buying and selling, is Chad musically interested or is he like, this is your thing, Liz? No, he also has taught music lessons. So um, wow. he, when I met him, we were introduced by a mutual friend because we were both teaching music lessons. So yes, small world, but yes, he also, he, that's something that he is also passionate about. And um, so, so that's fun. We can share that together. That is awesome to share that together. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much. I feel like I learned, I was really curious, should I get Ellie started? But it sounds like I really need to let her show interest. She goes to her grandma's house and plays on her piano there, but it's, it's kind of probably a little bit like your son at three, just like, mom, I don't need any instruction. I just want to play. <laughs> so I'll keep watching for those cues that say it might be time to get her enrolled in something like that. So, well, thank you so much. If anyone does have questions, reach out to Liz. I know she'd be happy to connect you or answer some of your questions for you. So thanks again. And thank I'll see you. everyone next week. You're welcome. See you. Thank you for joining me today. And if you connected with something that was said, I hope you will share this with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for sharing this journey with me at home, where it all begins. <laughs>